It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Bengals are going to Baltimore to fight for first place in the AFC North. Let's break it down. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network here on Lockdown Bengals, covering your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We appreciate all of you who subscribe, who follow, and who make us your first listen. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. James, let's talk about this Baltimore matchup. A lot at stake here. Obviously, the winner of this game likely sitting on top of the AFC North. Tiebreakers aside, they will at the very worst very likely be tied for first in the AFC North, depending on what happens elsewhere. So clearly a lot at stake. And from a litmus test perspective, when we were looking at the schedule before the season started, well, Dak Prescott was healthy. But In a lot of ways, after the season got going, this was the first real challenge that appeared for the Bengals on the schedule. Now, as the season went on, it looked like Miami was going to be that first real challenge. And in many ways, I think Miami is a good football team that was challenging. But Lamar Jackson, division opponent, it's always a little bit different in the AFC North. And this is a a big litmus test game, I think, in a lot of ways. This is a chance for the Bengals to completely wash away make us forget at least to a degree about that ugly start against a bad pittsburgh steelers team and against a a beatable dallas cowboys team now the cowboys have gone on uh to win three straight following that dak injury and and good for them but if the bengals can get to three and two beat their top competition in this division on the road i think it just goes a long way into showing people that yeah there's no super bowl hangover yeah, and we know we beat the Jets, and four days later we handled a Dolphins team without Tua for most of the game. But it's not just that. We're, we're here to to be able to keep Lamar Jackson and company in check and, and do what they set out to do, which was to defend, defend this division crown that they have, to defend this conference crown that they have. And so starting 0-2 is rough. But if you get to 3-2 with wins, uh, you know, a win over the Ravens and, and three straight wins, it's uh, – it really changes the course of where you were at just a few weeks ago. And look, I, uh, I I remember talking with Burrow at his locker, and he was like, look, just give it a few weeks. And he told everyone to relax. He was like, talk to me in a few weeks. And that was before the Jets game. Well, now it's been you know a, a week. What? It would be just over two weeks. So a few weeks, we'll add one more to it. Next week at this time, if I go up to his locker and they're three and two, I feel that that locker room is going to uh, 
be feeling as high as they felt in, in quite some time, certainly this season. So we'll see if they can get it done. But there's a lot on the line, and it's uh, it's much, much easier said than done to go to Baltimore. And I know they did it last year, but to go to Baltimore and find a way to get a victory. Yeah, and home field advantage is something that is less of a thing than it used to be, but this is home field primetime, and we've just seen Thursday night football, what that can do for a crowd in terms of getting them into a game and energizing the the home team. So that is certainly a factor. It's also still, and I know any given Sunday, look at what's happened to the Bengals this year, the easy part of the schedule when you look at it that way. This is still the part of the schedule where the Bengals building a surplus would be useful. Their next handful of games after the Ravens at Saints in New Orleans, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, back to Louisiana. Not a terribly consistent or complete Saints team. And then the Falcons, who can run the ball really well. And then the Browns, and then the Panthers, and then the Steelers again. Then Titans. And then it gets kind of challenging in the back end there with Chiefs, Browns, Bucks, Patriots, Bills, Ravens. Some harder games there to finish the year. So banking some wins here will be very helpful, especially after letting, especially that week one game slip away with the the special teams issues at the end with the long snapper injury and all mm-hmm. those things. So a little bit of added importance here and it's in prime time. I guess the, the one thing that we haven't really talked about a ton is this team does like to stand up in prime time, especially mm-hmm. in stark contrast to the Andy Dalton age in Cincinnati. Yeah, that, that's the thing is when I think about primetime now, I'm like, oh, I, I kind of expect Joe Burrow to play better. I expect Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, you know, these guys that played in so many primetime games in college and national championships and, you know, huge SEC matchups or, you know, Clemson versus, you know, insert the, you know, the game that you want to talk about that, that T. Higgins played in, obviously ACC championships, but that, that conference is kind of easy to win if you're Clemson. Um, <laughs> it, big games in their season. And so when you have an experienced defense that has played in a bunch of big games together in the NFL, and then this offense, they just, they have to hit another level and we can dive into that. But yeah, I think Burrow, usually when the lights are on, plays at a really high level. And I don't think he played that way on Thursday night football. I don't think we've seen, at least where my expectations are for Joe Burrow, I don't think we've seen that Joe Burrow yet. And, And so... When you talk about any type of key to Sunday night, I think it starts there. Can I see the 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 real Joe Burrow? Because he's flashed, no doubt about it. He's flashed, and you could say no turnovers the past two games, six touchdowns, and his numbers looked really good against the Dolphins. I understand it. I think uh, I, I think he needs to take a step forward if they're going to beat the Dol- or beat the the Ravens in Baltimore, and I expect him to. That's where the standard is for Burrow, and I don't think he would want it any other way. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, and that is a long conversation that I think we need to have is the challenge ahead of the Bengals on offense this week and really all season. We saw Baltimore against Buffalo last week be extremely patient, sit back, keep the ball in front of them. They didn't want to get beat deep, and Josh Allen can punish you in ways that Joe Burrow can't with his legs, with his stronger arm and i'm not saying josh allen is necessarily better than joe burrow for anyone who's still coming after me after yesterday when i thought the offense was going to struggle after james predicted 30 but joe burrow needs to find other ways that aren't necessarily being a 250 pound fast quarterback like josh allen or having that kind of rocket arm to fit the ball 
into tight windows that he learned in week one he can't really do. There need to be other ways for this offense to get on track. And like last year, and to your point, James, can, can the real Joe Burrow please stand up? After the first four games of the season last year is when we started to feel more confident about Burrow. And then in week seven, the 416-yard game, at that point, he's really hit his stride, a dominant game the prior week against Detroit, a game they, I'm sure, felt they should have won against Green Bay in that second half of the Jacksonville game. We're in that same part of the schedule now where at this point, the early season excuse is out the window. Things need to either start clicking at this point. I know everything can be incremental or you might have a long season ahead of you. This isn't Chicago in week two anymore. Now we're well into the season, a quarter of the way in after one quarter of this game, technically speaking. And so at that point, you should know a little bit more about what kind of team you are, uh, at least in the early part of the schedule. But I think the the big part of the conversation is probably around this offense that had such lofty expectations with the addition of these offensive linemen. And, and I think that, you know, Lamar Jackson and the nightmares that, that he presents a defensive coordinator is something that we should talk about as well. But I think the, the focus is on the offense in this game. And I think we should dive into that in a little bit more detail coming up next. When it comes to burglars, your home is like the end zone. You need the absolute strongest defense you can muster. You need DJ Reader in there. You need Trey Hendrickson in there. And that's why you need Simply Safe Home Security. And Simply, Fa- Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. It's cutting edge technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. So you always know that your home is safe. With 24 7 professional monitoring, Simply, Fa- Simply Safe's agents call you the moment there's a threat right away boom they're calling you and they blanket your home in protection with advanced sensors in every room window and door hd security cameras for inside your home and outside your home make sure that you check out simplysafe.com and you can customize the perfect system for your home because every home is different in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's talk about keeping Joe Burrow safe. Or maybe there's more than just keeping Joe Burrow safe in this game. Because while protection is certainly going to be important and Joe Burrow's clean clean pocket numbers have improved in the last two weeks and it's always better when Joe Burrow's taking three sacks in two games and when he's taking 13 sacks in two games or whatever it was, maybe it was 12. The Baltimore Ravens against the Buffalo Bills, James, just sat in too high the whole game. Made Josh Allen be patient. Forced some errors early until they calmed down and took what was there. And inevitably, 
or ultimately wilted and lost the game after the offense did nothing in the second half. But for this Bengals team, that now we have a book on them, you play too high, you make Joe Burrow be patient, Mm -hmm. they get less efficient. Another game this week where that could be the story that we're looking at and saying, have they figured it out or not? I. And I'm sick of this. I'm sick of talking about it. I'm sick of discussing it. And it, it's almost like the offensive line this offseason. I said I didn't want to talk about it. You know what I don't want to talk about? How a star quarterback and star receivers can't figure out how to beat this Tampa 2 or this cover 2 or this insert, whatever you want to say, with too high. Everyone in the world knew that the Bengals were going to face too high and a lot of too high this year. So beat it. Figure out how to beat it. If that means you have to run the ball, fine. I don't think they can run the ball at all. So guess what, Joe? You're going to have to be patient. And Zach and Brian, Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan, they're going to have to make sure that they have the right cover two beaters in place so they can throw on the Ravens. Because the Ravens, well, they're giving up a ton of yards through the air. Two at Tungavailoa, two for six touchdowns on this team. Okay. Josh Allen led the Bills back. And John Harbaugh had so much faith in this defense, this awesome amazing Baltimore Ravens defense. You know what he did? He said, Justin Tucker, stay on the sideline, Michael Jordan of kicking. We're going to go for it here because we don't think our defense can hold the Buffalo Bills uh, to a field goal or nothing. And, well, they held him to a field goal partially because the Bills were wasting the time. But can't beat this defense. Like That's the story of the game to me. It, you know, if, if it comes down – to it and it you know turnovers are the same and you know there's nothing super weird or the penalties are the same then what's the difference just tell me does the Bengals offense play the way I expected them to play coming into this year because if so and a lot of that is going to have to be through the passing game because the run game just is not working right now I don't expect them to go run it for 180 plus yards against the Ravens could they run it for three and a half a carry and be semi-productive there Still so bad. <laughs> it's, but 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 honestly, it, two seven. He's averaging two seven. So I almost added a yard. It would know? be an so, improvement, but it's still bad. Just to be clear, no doubt. And that's why, it, it, to me, figure out how to beat it and beat it. Because I know Joe Burrow is extremely smart from a football standpoint, right? And he can read defenses. Not okay. Fine. Dial up the right plays. Figure it out and beat it. Because to me. Marcus Peters is not the Marcus Peters you remember. And even when he was Marcus Peters, you remember, guess what? He was beatable. He went for a lot of interceptions and would have some flashy pick sixes and would also get beat a lot. That's why he got traded for like a fifth rounder when the Rams traded at Marcus Peters. Uh, He's fine. He's also coming off of an ACL. So let's be honest. He's probably not prime Marcus Peters right now. This secondary is beatable. And so however they need to find, they need to find a way to beat it is it's probably going to define the game unless there's four turnovers on one side or another or a bunch of fumbles or, or a bunch of something weird that, that you really don't expect. Can this Bengals offense consistently move the ball through the air because we know they're not going to be able to run it well? At, at least I've kind of accepted that at this stage right now with where the offensive line is and where Joe Mixon is. From a matchup perspective, even if the Ravens do sit in too high the whole game, this isn't a game where – you would think, oh, yeah, we'll be able to run the ball this week. Justin Matt BK, Kalias Campbell, and uh, blanking on his name, Broderick Washington on the interior for the Ravens have all been really good and have been especially stout against the run. And by DVOA, 
the the Ravens have the fifth worst defense in the NFL overall, according to DVOA, and and second worst if if you go by weighted DVOA, but their rush DVOA on defense is fourth best. So they're defending the run at a high level, and and this is somewhat similar to Miami. Miami had a solid rush defense and actually a better pass defense. Baltimore's passing defense, according to DVOA, which takes weighted yards over average and has a whole formula to it, 30th in the NFL by traditional stats, allowing the most passing yards per game by 15. And I know they've played Miami. I know they played Buffalo, but they also gave up over 300 yards to Mac Jones and over 300 to Joe Flacco, but Joe Flacco had to throw over 50 passes to get there. There is an opportunity here to take advantage of a defense that has names, but outside of maybe Marcus Williams and even Marcus Williams at times hasn't played up to the standard of those names. There's some really good players. And like you said, James, with a guy like Marcus Peters, there's a lot of variance in that secondary, but so far year to date, there are opportunities there. And the Bengals have a lot of tape from some teams mm-hmm. that are even somewhat similar to them in some ways when you look at how Buffalo has Stephon Diggs and some weapons, you look at Miami with their two weapons, th- there are some things that they can look at and say, hey, this worked. Maybe we can try this. And the last note is, uh, speaking of cover two trends, just something that we've been looking at and something that you're sick of talking about, James, Paul Daner Jr. tweeting that via True Media and PFF, they had Joe Burrow at 7 of 7 for 83 yards against cover two on Thursday night football. Mm-hmm. So there is some some positive news on the Bengals against cover two, even if the offense wasn't exactly what you wanted it to be on Thursday. Yeah, I just don't want to say, ah, oh, well, they sat back and, and dared the Bengals to be patient, and they couldn't do it. Well, why can't they? I, Joe Burrow is good at, at short pass. Like, he's accurate, okay? Uh, he's been really bad, actually, in the intermediate part of the field this year, and that's a huge problem. Like he has been missing, and this is where he was better than everyone else in the NFL last year in the intermediate part of the field. The accuracy, the timing is not there right now. So that's one thing that you could point to and say, this whole team needs to be better in that specific area. I said short passing, but yes, the intermediate part, that that's that's I wasn't correcting out. you. I was just pointing out, yeah, sorry to be clear. I'm not correcting James there, just pointing out something else. That that's what stood out though against Miami when he was 20 of 31. You know, had T a couple times, and it just it was like, ah, well, why is the timing off there? Is it just an off target? What is it? And yeah, that's got to hit those. Gonna have to hit them. And if you hit them early, then maybe they'll they'll get out of that cover too a little bit. And and if not, fine. Then then move the ball. That's the thing that Burrow did as a rookie. Is he moved the ball down the field, and it was super inefficient, and it wasn't necessarily his fault because they didn't really have anyone that was separating downfield. But they weren't hitting deep balls. They were doing everything but that. And so I know he's got the patience and the talent to do it and all of those things. And so I just don't want to be talking about that. And I also am expecting this offense to take a step. And I think they look at that secondary and view it as beatable. Now, no one's said that, to be clear. But I I don't think they look at this secondary and they're like, Oh man, how are we going to move the ball? Or 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 this defense in general? I mean, they're good in some spots, you know. And Marlon Humphrey's really really damn good. The Ravens great anywhere. I don't see a TJ Watt. I don't see uh, you know, a guy making crazy plays like Minka has all year, which you had to deal with. 
I just, I look at it. It's time for this offense to, to take another step. And if they do, I think they have a real shot to, to pull off the upset, according to bet online and beat the Ravens. Yeah. There's an opportunity here for that, but I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if it's tough. That's all I'm saying. I wouldn't be shocked if it's tough. They are high variance players to some degree, Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, but they are players that have a lot, uh, a lot of skins on the wall, as it were. Marcus Williams, the, bank, the 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 Ravens' big free agent acquisition, their new rangy free safety, really good player. Justin Matabike stepping up in a huge way on the defensive interior. Calias Campbell, lots of skins on the wall there. But you're right, there is no current defensive player of the year candidate on this defense. Mm-hmm. So th- there should be vulnerabilities here. There should be areas where the Bengals can take advantage. They should be able to create matchups that they like, whether it's T. Higgins getting one-on-ones, whether it's moving Jamar Chase more than they did in week four, more like they did in the first three weeks of the season, which, by the way, they should uh, do. Jamar Chase in week four, fewest slot snaps yeah. on the season. They Get him in the slot. In the so. slot three times as opposed mm-hmm. to a, a much higher rate in the first three weeks of the season. So if they go back to that, that's another another thing they could do to challenge the Ravens. Yeah, I would start him in the slot. I the First play, start him in the slot. Send him on a go ball from the slot. Let's see. <laughs> I mean, or, or or you know what you do? And, and I actually really like this. And I think Sands pointed this one out. And, and then, uh, you know, we'll switch gears and talk about the defense. The little choice route that he had against the Jets out of the backfield where he lined up as a running back, those things are fun to me. And I, th- I think that that's the – you want to double him and do all that stuff? Well, well good luck. Good luck doing it there because we just put him in the backfield. And and we'll do that. You don't have to do it a ton, but he's done a lot of it in the first couple of weeks, and then went away for from it entirely. Yeah. So we'll see. Ho- hopefully they they bust that out a little bit because getting in the ball, man. We saw it last year with the Ravens. It, it kind of started there. He's hard to tackle, and who knows who he puts in a blender and takes it all away for six. We'll switch gears. We'll talk about the Bengals defense, how it matches up with Lamar Jackson in just a second. But first, a word from Bet Online because if you think the Bengals are going to beat. The Ravens on Sunday night, you can wager right now at Bet Online. Maybe you think that Joe Burrow is going to throw six touchdowns and start on the MVP train right now and make his MVP run. Well, you can wager on that from NFL future bets to all things week five betting lines and anything in between, including Major League Baseball in the playoffs, the NBA right around the corner. I'm liking Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, and the Ohio Cavaliers, baby. You can wager on it all right now at Bet Online from boxing, golf to NFL, college football. Bet Online, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We've talked about the offense quite a bit. We'll talk about the offense quite a bit more after Sunday, no matter what happens, because there will be things to talk about. Unless the defense has like five pick sixes. That might... That might 
steal the show. And a big reason the Bengals have won the last couple of weeks is the turnover battle. Turnovers not going their way the first two weeks with Joe Burrow playing one of the worst games of his career. He would even admit it. I think he has in week one against Pittsburgh, turning the ball over so many times. And the the defense for, for their side of things just wasn't able to quite finish a few plays that were very close to being turnovers early in the season. The last two weeks, that trend has flipped on its head. They're coming down with at least a handful of those takeaways per game. And honestly, even leaving more opportunities Mm -hmm. on the field, especially against the Jets. And so the defense doing a great job this year in general, yes, against a relatively low level of competition of playing very disciplined football, of being relatively good about preventing the big play, finding timely pressures in the last couple of weeks and finding those turnovers, finding those takeaways and, a bit of a different challenge for this team, a different kind of quarterback. They play him twice a year. They know him well. They had a great plan against him last year. No DJ reader this week, again, on IR, but uh, another fun test for this defense that in the early going this year has been really good. Yeah, it's this is a, a fun test because if they had DJ reader, I'd be like, man, they're going to be able to slow down the Ravens rushing attack. Rashad Bateman's dinged up. Love that secondary against those receivers. They have enough speed to contain Lamar. They've done it before. Like you'd feel really, really good. My big concern here is that the Ravens look at this and they say, well, Rashad Bateman's out. Not that they would love it anyways. Devin Duvernay is our number one receiver. And I like Devin Duvernay as a player. He'd be a heck of a fourth receiver for the Bengals, by the way. I'll throw that out there. He's not. He's the Ravens' second receiver and first, potentially, on Sunday. You think he's getting open a bunch against Chidobe Awuzie? You think you think he's going to just cook these guys and, and just roast Eli Apple? Like, Eli's playing well, and this Bengals' secondary is playing well. And so that's the part of it now is if you're the Ravens, do you say, ah, we're not going to test that secondary a ton. What we're going to do is just pound this interior of the Bengals defensive line. No DJ reader. We got our running back back. We're, we're going to really push it here with the ground game and get it going. And once we do, then we can play action Lamar and let Lamar do Lamar things. And yeah, he might find Devin Duvernay deep, but he can also target Mark Andrews with the play action. You know, all of those things. It just opens it all up. That That would be my concern is the Ravens rushing attack. Because if they do that and they're controlling time of possession, and they are, they're able to move the ball up and down the field and dink and dunk their way, which I think is sort of realistic, then it, it's it's going to put pressure on this team that they haven't really had from a we-have-to-score standpoint. I mean, the Ravens are averaging 29.8 points a game to touchdown more than the Bengals, touchdown plus more than the Bengals. So can – can this one is this Bengals offense ready for that? Because that means that they'll have to score probably through the air against the team on offense that's beat beating their defense on the ground. And two, the time of possession factor, all of it. So containing Lamar is a, a huge chore, and it's obviously number one on the list. But right after that is just stopping the run in general, which I think is going to be really tough. Yeah, and this is an offense that's been – you mentioned they're, they're scoring well. They've been a bit up and down. They, they've disappeared at times. They, they've let teams back into games in big ways, and both of their losses are massive comebacks 
And that's not only on the defense for the Ravens, which has been great to start games and has let up points in the second halves of these games, but also the offense just kind of going away. And you you listen to Ravens fans are like, oh, John Harbaugh doesn't know how to adapt. Like this offense is what it is. And then they don't make any adjustments in the second half once once the counterpunch comes. And that sounds familiar for Bengals fans, I think. But it is a different beast. And, and like you say, James, without DJ Reader in there, this is a team that has shown some success running the ball. A lot of that has been Lamar Jackson. They, they haven't gotten a lot from their running backs, but also this is the healthiest they've been at running back probably in the last two years with J.K. Dobbins ready probably to, to play this week, continuing to ramp up a little bit. Well, he played uh, last as we week. Discussed. He's going to play. Uh, sorry, continuing to play, I should yeah. say, and, and being more involved. Yep. Although, you know, perhaps they lose Justice Hill. But they, they haven't been healthy at running back in like they were they were signing they were signing 40-year-old veterans last year. Yeah. No, it they've dealt with a lot of injuries. But the thing is, if you're a running back and you can't run the ball there, then you're probably done. <laughs> because and, and not because their offensive line is insane, but because Lamar Jackson is such a threat and he's going to set you up to me. He's going to set you up for success as a runner. So if you can't run with him, knowing that he's going to get his rushing attempts as well, and you're going to have the, you know, the, the, the play actions and RPOs and the different things that they're going to run. I, uh, I, I, um, I would question it if you, you can't play running back anymore. And I guess some of those guys uh, didn't, you're right. They signed Le'Veon Bell back in the day that did not work. Uh, in some others, but I think J.K. Dobbins is really good and scored a couple times last week. Wouldn't be shocked at all if he scores again this week. And didn't they activate a running back off of IR this week? Or am I confusing the Ravens with another no, team? No, Gus you're Edwards. right. Gus Edwards yeah, they is, is on his way back. Yeah, I so, so I don't if, know if he'll if play. He's ready to play this week. Yeah. Then that's then, another. He's a solid player. Gus know? Edwards is solid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it's not like they're like world beaters or anything. It's not like this Baltimore offensive line or world beaters in the in the run blocking game either. Mm-hmm. They they nope. do maybe get Ronnie Stanley back this week. That's something worth watching. And then you you wonder how he's going to play. Uh, but Linderbaum in there on the interior of the offensive line has been solid for them since week one. We talked with uh, talked with Kevin about that yesterday. Kevin Zeitler, steady as they come at right guard. Come on, Kevin. Yeah. Jeez, Just, Kevin. What is it with Bengals linemen finishing their careers in Baltimore, you know? I, I, is he going to finish his career there? He's still playing well. He is still playing well. Um, no, I. that's the thing. Like, if you t- the, the two things would be the Bengals pass a game and the, the Ravens rushing attack. I think that's – if yeah. you just showed me like – Spearheaded by Lamar, right? Like, you're worried most about Lamar. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that no doubt. And, and that doesn't mean, by the way, here, I can already feel it. I can feel people saying, well, Lamar can pass it too. Well, no, duh. But you know what they can't do? Pass to, to guys that would be backing up the Bengals receivers. Like they have no one right now. Like Rashad Bateman I liked. And what he's done is taken pressure off of Duvernay. And Duvernay's had a breakout start to the season. On 12 targets. But- no. He, but he, he's making big plays. It's right, wild, 13 right? targets for Duvernay. He's, he's been very efficient on those targets, but it's not like we're, we're talking a small sample size is all I'm saying. 
For sure. And and so that's the thing is they, they could bring him back down to earth. They could bring this whole thing back down to earth. But it starts with the ground game. And then the guy you obviously have to contain is Mark Edwards, who mm-hmm. or Mark Andrews, excuse me, mm-hmm. Mark Edwards, Mark Andrews, who's a freak who I anticipate just from a matchup standpoint, based on on the intel that I've I've gathered throughout the week that uh, 33 uh, Trey Flowers, he's going to continue to do the. The Mark Andrews treatment, we'll see. And I wouldn't be shocked if we see Dax Hill this week a little bit, um, some QB spy looks. I, I think that that's, that's something you can use him on. So we'll see. He's certainly uh, their most athletic safety. And so if you use him this week in that way, wouldn't be shocking to try to contain Lamar a little bit. I, I would like to see the the heavy package answer, like the, the 12 answer. For the Bengals, like Dax Hill instead of Eli Apple when when they go to two tight ends, especially if they go to 22, two tight ends, fullback, running back. That's where oh. Dax Hill can get on the field, I think. Instead of Eli Apple, you, you have Dax and Cheeto out there kind of playing your corner-ish positions, but Dax is floating a little bit. He's going to match up on the tight end. Cheeto is going to match up on the wide receiver. And, and then you have that you lose a little bit of size, obviously, if if you go with with the with the defensive back instead of a linebacker in that spot. But with the the kind of team with Mark Andrews with Mar Jackson out there, mm-hmm. that seems like a place where you might get some value. If you don't yep. want to put Trey Flowers on the field to do with Mark Andrews on that snap, you put you put the extra safety out there, and he can yep. kind of play a couple roles depending on alignment. Yeah, and I think Flowers is going to have that, but you're right. You know, you could certainly see Dax Hill there. I am curious to see what Akeem Davis Gaither does, how they use him a little bit here. Um, mm-hmm. Thought he's, I thought he's played well, man. I, 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 good stretch here, a couple games. Yeah. And uh, can he continue to build on that? At the same time, this could be a big Jermaine Pratt, Logan Wilson. You're going to get hit in the mouth with, you know, who is it, Patrick Ricard, the the – the, the fullback yeah. coming down the hill. Oh, this could be one of those where you're going to have to be really, really physical. Like, that's what I, I think that's how they're going to try to do it is just run, 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 and, yeah. and then get that going and go from there. It wouldn't be shocking, especially if Bateman doesn't play. He didn't practice on Thursday. They signed Andy Isabella. That should be an indicator that he is not going to be ready to go. But yeah, I mean, loading up on the guys that they know they have that are pretty good Patrick Ricard, Mark Andrews, go heavy a little bit make the Bengals put Josh Tupo and Zach Carter out there if you feel like those are matchups that you can take advantage of. And I think the Ravens probably do think that. Those guys need to step up. B.J. Hill is going to need to step up and continue to make some nice plays in, in D.J. Reader's absence because they are hurting on the interior of that defensive line without D.J. Reader. And mm-hmm. it wouldn't be shocking at all to me, given the injuries, given the, the, the approach from Baltimore, if they try to take advantage of that. And watch as we're saying all this, they come out and – just spread it out with Devin Duvernay, Andy Isabella, and uh, Demarcus Robinson. Yeah, see, and look, Island Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, I will say this, and I know you got some tweets too. I would have been open to Andy Isabella. I, I would have been open to the idea. So there's that. I also, I mean, come on now. So do, yeah, I mean, he just there's no place for him he, on the he, roster when he just signed. Like, you know, he's a he is a really good athlete though, and and so he has speed. But that's what I mean. Yeah, 
but but is he gonna win the watch him catch the game winner i'm done i'm done <laughs> yeah. uh, pr- prediction um and i know i gave my prediction y- yesterday because now we have to on crossovers spoiler um but i just think this bengals passing game gets going i i just do i think prime time i think Lil collins is gonna have his best game wow that rest is gonna help him That might be a bold prediction, but I I do. I I think they're going to pass protect well enough. I think Burrow and company, they might not jump out to a lead right away. This Ravens team remembers 525 yards and a sweep and all of that stuff. And at the same time, I think Burrow, Chase, they're going to be calm and they're going to make some big plays. I think Burrow finds Chase for a touchdown, Chase over 100 yards, Burrow over 300 plus, and, and the Bengals over 30 plus for the first time this season. I also think Boyd finds the end zone. That would be my other one uh, if I had to pick receivers that that find the end zone. Not that T won't because T might. Look, T's going to listen to this and be like, man, you don't think I'm going to score a touchdown? Regardless, I think the Bengals win 31-27 in a tight one. There are opportunities there, and we'll see if this Bengals offense can capitalize on them and if the defense can do enough. And and really, it's Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson and, and friends. But, you know, it's, it's the first two of the and friends. Oh, that that scare you more. Oh, and so Lamar's scary. Lamar's action is scary. He's been really good Pe- this year. People try to downplay man. He scary. He's tough. But the Ravens haven't finished games, and one of these teams will have to finish this one. I hope. I don't want to be talking about a tie on Sunday. Oh my god. <laughs> Either way, we will be with you in the post game on Sunday. James will be coming to you from MT Bank Stadium in Baltimore. So come back. Joining, join us again then after week five. We'll sum everything up for you and give you some initial takeaways. Until next time, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Who day and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 